Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. My mission as MLA for Cumberland North is to represent you, the people of Cumberland North. I'm an independent MLA and I work for you, the people. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, and being a servant leader and empowering all people. Building on the foundation, the strength of our veterans, and standing firm with the four pillars of excellence in healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship in the economy. We embrace our diversity here in Cumberland North. We strive for equity and inclusiveness and celebrate our history and rich culture and arts from our people. Last week in politics, I spent Monday here in Cumberland North at my Amherst office and started the day with a meeting with this fantastic man named Daniel Holland. And Daniel is the CEO of the Community Foundation of Nova Scotia. He was in the area. He met with me as well as many other community leaders. And his role is to work with communities, start conversations that make a positive difference in communities. Community Foundations of Nova Scotia connects donors with doers and offers communities a way to address ever-changing needs and priorities through community funds. A community fund allows funders to raise money for programs aimed at improving the quality of life of all of its citizens with the focus being on local. The conversation continued with many other people in our community and then on Thursday we had a local meeting with community leader Morris Hogg who is going to lead a Cumberland Nova Scotia fund and society where people from Cumberland County can donate. You can donate $25, you can don donate up $25,000. People that are really wealthy that want to even leave money in their wills for the Cumberland Foundation uh, Society will be able to do so. So that is being in the works right now and I'm very confident that that is going to be an incredible tool in the future to help grow and build and inspire great things right here in Cumberland County. So stay tuned for that. I continued to work on local issues th throughout the day on Monday and on Tuesday I drove in the morning to Halifax for the legislature which resumed at 1 p.m. and sat until around 7 p.m. on Tuesday night. In the legislature on Tuesday, I read two member statements. One was thanking all those involved in Cheryl's Cozy Mitten program. Cheryl Leffler uh, passed away a few years ago, and she was an incredible community member who cared about those that were out in the cold and needed some warm hats and mittens for the winter. And I believe she was treasurer of Empowering Beyond Borders and as such, in honor, they've started a program called Cheryl's Cozy Mittens, and people can find mittens throughout the town of Amherst and can take them to help stay warm. I also read a member statement recognizing all of the Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee medal winners and read off their names in the legislature. There was third reading of several bills, including Bill 212, the Public Utilities Act. I did speak to that and spoke to the concerns about this act, that while it is limiting uh, electricity rates in the short term, that the longer term results of 
the threats to uh, Amera and Nova Scotia Power no longer being uh, able to invest in the Atlantic Loop, as well as other concerns about the credit rating, the credit score for the publicly traded company going down is potentially going to increase costs for electricity rates for us here in Nova Scotia in the long term. So we did discuss that at third reading on Tuesday. Also, Bill 214, Invest Nova Scotia Act, Bill 216, Build Nova Scotia Act, uh, Bill 225, the HRM Charter Amendment. I did not speak to that, but that was a highly debated bill in the legislature as it gives the Nova Scotia government the power to nullify any bylaws that the HRM uh, Council put in place. So uh, it was, there's a lot of controversy over that bill. Bill 219, the Gaming Control Law Act, was also read in third reading on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I was back in the legislature from 1 till approximately 9 p.m., and the fall session of the legislature did end on Wednesday. On Wednesday, I read two member statements. One was thanking In the Works Social Enterprise for their continued good work uh, building a social enterprise for youth that are struggling with mental health and addictions and helping them get back into the workforce through training and education. I also thanked and congratulated all of the 4-Hers and 4-H leaders that attended the Royal Winter Fair in Toronto last week. And uh, there was quite a crew that went from Cumberland County and they did a great job. In question period, we discussed gas tax and the Minister of Finance before my question had incorrectly told us in the legislature that the federal government does not allow the province to remove or reduce provincial tax on fuel. This, of course, is incorrect. In, in recent months, we've seen the province of Newfoundland as well as the province of Ontario both reduce their provincial fuel tax. And this is a concern. We're looking at increasing fuel prices again once January comes due to the carbon tax. And we've asked, uh, I've asked, as well as other opposition members have asked the province to look at lowering or reducing the provincial mode of fuel tax. It's 15.5 cents on every liter of, of gas uh, at the pumps, and it would bring some relief to people that need to drive to go to work, uh, medical appointments, and other necessary items. So the Minister of Finance did uh, tell me in question period last Wednesday that the federal government is in fact telling them that they cannot do this. I disagreed and on the following day, the Member of Parliament, uh, Sean Frazier, actually did verify that, in fact, the federal government does not restrict provinces from removing or reducing their provincial fuel tax. So we'll see where that goes. The rest of the bills in third reading were, were read and debated on Wednesday, and I'm happy to say that a bill that I had tabled for the Amherst Curling Rink did pass with unanimous consent. And this is a piece of legislation that the Amherst Curling Rink uh, needed in order to become nonprofit and to be able to get charitable status. So I'm really happy that that was able to get passed. During the fall session, I was able to focus on improving health care and affordability and drew attention to other important issues affecting the people here in Cumberland North. 
to having timely access to primary and emergency care, as well as ensuring people are able to afford rent and heat their homes and keep food on their tables this winter were concerns that I shared in the Nova Scotia Legislature this in this fall session. I was able to highlight these issues and I will remain committed to working with government and opposition parties to see that these things change. During the fall session, I introduced 12 private member bills, many of them outlining solutions for pressing healthcare system issues shared by you here at my office, including advocating for the hiring of more healthcare professionals, in particular at the Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center, after the hospital in an unprecedented step recently had to reduce the ICU and emergency room operations to a single combined unit for several days in October. Also for improvements to the process of recruiting healthcare professionals, in part by restoring local decision making as well as changes in hiring. So I've advocated and placed a bill called the Physician Recruitment Act to hire a company that specializes in recruiting medical practitioners. Also improving access to primary care by introducing more family practice nurses into family physician offices. This could expand the capacity up to 40 to 60% by doing this. Improving ambulance wait times by reviewing service standards and introducing accountability measures for the contract provider Medivy Blue Cross as well. So if anyone's interested in learning more about the 12 private member bills, that I tabled this fall session. You can actually go right to the website on the Nova Scotia Legislature website to uh, click on the link for bills and you can bring up my name and see all of the bills that I've tabled this session as well as other sessions on your behalf, the people of Cumberland North. This fall session, in addition to the 12 private member bills, I also pressed the government to introduce a universal school food program to help children and families who are struggling to afford meals at home, increase access to local mental health and addiction counseling and inpatient beds, improve access to affordable housing, and provide relief to households struggling with transportation as well as home heating costs. While the fall session has concluded, there's many solutions to these issues that I addressed in the fall session that don't require legislative changes, and I will be continuing to work with the ministers, with the cabinet ministers, as well as department staff to work on these issues. Uh, I do believe that in the fall session, we laid the groundwork to come back in the spring session and continue focusing on these much needed changes. On Thursday, I came back home to Cumberland County. I was so happy to do so and attended a meeting regarding the Cumberland Community Fund, as well as attended the grand opening of Nova Social's business downtown in the building in front of the Cumberland YMCA. Entrepreneur Patrick Manifold has grown his business and is now has a store frontage. And if you're looking for any needs around social media and other such related work, please contact Patrick and visit his new business center downtown. On Friday, I attended the Remembrance Day ceremony in Amherst and had the opportunity to speak, meet many veterans, and thank them for the service, their bravery, their courage, and selfless sacrifice to our country. After attending the Remembrance Day ceremony in Amherst, I traveled to Malagash, visited the Cenotaph there, as well as visited the Malagash Legion and was able to visit with veterans and Legion members in Malagash. I then traveled to the Wallace Cenotaph, 
spent some time there looking at the wreaths and giving honor to those who have sacrificed their lives from the village, from the community of Wallace. Then traveled to the, the village of Pugwash and visited the cenotaph there. I do want to say thank you to Ann Ketty, my communications staff. She laid the wreath in Pugwash for, for us earlier in the day. Then I came back, traveled back to the Legion in Amherst, and spent a few hours with veterans and Legion members of the Amherst Legion. And so thankful. I need, do need to say thank you to my husband, who had the day off on Friday, was not on call, which is a rarity, and he traveled around Cumberland County with me on Friday. I'm so grateful to have him by my side. On Saturday was a very big day here in Cumberland North, where we held the Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee Medal and Pin Ceremony at Amherst Regional High School. It was an incredible, incredible day, and I was so happy to honor so many people in our community that give selflessly, that work so hard to make our community a better place. The list of medal recipients are Dick Bristol, of Amherst, Ray Colson of Amherst, Marion Durling of Malagash, Charlotte Ferguson of Amherst, Morris Hogg of Tidnish, Corey Chasson of Amherst, Sherry Kearney of Amherst, Terry McKillop of Amherst, Merrill Murray from Amherst, Greg Nix from Pugwash, Carol O'Regan from Amherst, Dwayne Ripley from Amherst, Elizabeth Cook Zumbu of Amherst, Doris Walton of Amherst, and Michael Wilson of Amherst. Selfless service is at the heart of our communities, and contribution by these community members have helped and can, will continue to help shape Amherst and Cumberland North in a number of ways, and I'm so pleased that I had the opportunity to recognize them for their outstanding service on Saturday. I also gave Queen Elizabeth Platinum Jubilee pins to all of the other people that were nominated for the medal, as well as a few other community members that serve our community in amazing ways, including veterans. So we were able to honor our veterans on Saturday as well. I want to say thank you to Gladys Kosh who helped plan the incredible event. I want to thank Michael Wilson and the military band that led all of the medal and pin recipients into the theater at the Amherst Regional High School. I want to thank Michelle LeBlanc-Maltby for singing O Canada as well as God Save the King. I would like to say thank you to Vanessa Knock for participating and reading all of the bios of our medal winners as well as reading off all the names of the PIN recipients for our community members as well as our veterans. I want to thank my staff, Hannah and Dan and Ann, for all of their work and all of the volunteers that helped whether it was people greeting at the door, uh, helping giving out the, the programs, uh, just organizing. Uh, there was a lot of people there. We had over 250 people in attendance. I want to say thank you to Chuck Linney for doing the photography work and look forward to getting all of the pictures out to everyone that was uh, receiving a medal or pin that day. So, so many people to thank. And ultimately, the Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee Medal Ceremony was to recognize and honor the service that so many people do in our community, in particular these 15 medal recipients, but you and I both know that 
our community is built on the backbone of community volunteers and service and each one of us reaching out and helping our neighbors, helping others uh, when in need and also looking for opportunities to build our communities and make them more prosperous and help us to really shine, not only here in Cumberland area, but Nova Scotia, the Maritime region. I believe Cumberland is a gem. I believe Cumberland is literally the center of the Maritime region. And I believe we are at the precipice of incredible growth and incredible opportunity. So who does that? Each and every person has the opportunity and the ability to make Cumberland County and our area a better place to live now and into the future. So something to think about. And I'm always uh, thankful to every person that serves. And I'm always grateful when I have an opportunity to honor those that serve as well. So moving on, I want to mention birthdays and wish anyone that's celebrating a birthday or anniversary um, a special day this week. I also want to make special mention to a medal and pin recipient on the weekend. Marion was one of our Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee medal winners, Marion Durling from Malagash, and her husband Russell was a pin recipient because he was also nominated for a medal. So they celebrated their 62nd wedding anniversary on Saturday, the 12th, November the 12th. So I want to say happy anniversary to Marion and Russell Durling of Malagash. This week, today on Monday, Sarah Brownell and Trudy Black are celebrating birthdays. Uh, tomorrow, on Tuesday, Anna Turner from Linden is celebrating a birthday as well as Autumn Ellis. On Wednesday, the 16th, Tom McCogue and Charles Ryan are celebrating birthdays. On Thursday, Justin McKay, another one of our incredible veterans who I adore. He, he often uh, tells me that I'm his favorite pit rat. Now, only someone from Spring Hill can say that, but he is certainly one of my favorites, that's for sure. Alan Thiel celebrating a birthday on Thursday. He is another one of our veterans who served this great country. On Friday, the 18th, Debbie Field is celebrating a birthday as well as Ryan Mallory. Happy birthday, Ryan. And on Saturday, Lisa Allen and Ben Pittman are celebrating birthdays. So those are just a few people celebrating this week. And if you're celebrating a birthday or anniversary, uh, sending you my best wishes. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Cheryl Lynn Purdy, Terry Farrow, Francina Rose Baird, Ruth Eileen Locke, Mary Elizabeth McDonald, Teresa Mary Wright, Noreen Amelia Mason, and Sir Chesley Harold Atkinson passed away. I was so sad to see that. And those of you that know him know that he was 103 years of age. And he also was a decorated veteran who served our great country of Canada. The very first time that I met Chelsea was at a Remembrance Day ceremony in Pugwash. It was on November the 11th back in 2017. It was my very first dinner at the Pugwash Legion for Remembrance Day and I met I met him that night and he wanted to give me a big kiss he wanted to he gave me a hug and kissed me on the cheek 
and uh, we had a great conversation, and I found out that we're actually related uh, through the Atkinson family back a couple of generations. So I did want to mention um, everyone that has passed, but especially wanted to bring special mention to Sir Chesley Harold Atkinson, who's recently passed. I would like to end by saying thank you to CFTA 107.9 radio station who just does incredible work for our community, continues to serve, and I want to say thank you to all those at CFTA for giving me this opportunity to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. Today is World Diabetes Day, so I want to make mention uh, a third of all people in Nova Scotia either have prediabetes, meaning you have diabetes and you don't know or are on your way to getting it, or have diabetes. So I want to mention that today. If you have diabetes, please make sure that you're managing it properly, that you're seeing a physician or a nurse practitioner four times a year, making sure you're getting your hemoglobin A1C tested, make sure that you see an eye doctor once a year, make sure that you're getting your feet taken care of properly. And if you don't have a family doctor, you can register on the 811 list. People are so frustrated with that, I know. But if you register with that, then you can have access to what's called Maple, which is an online virtual uh, medical appointments. There's also an, a system here in Cumberland County that you can call a central phone number and get an appointment with a medical practitioner, either a, a family physician or a nurse practitioner. Recruitment is underway. We can definitely do better, and that is one of the reasons that I put forward the Physician Recruitment Act in the legislature this fall. But in the meantime, I did want to make a mention to everyone that today is World Diabetes Day, and it's really important that diabetes is managed properly. That includes through nutrition, through exercise, sometimes through medical management with with pharmaceuticals, with medications. But we do need to make sure that diabetes is being managed well. And on that note, I actually tabled another bill to introduce a diabetic framework here in Nova Scotia. And I'm hoping to work with the Minister of Health on that in the coming months. Take care of yourselves, take care of others, and have a great week.